you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. Uh, this week on the podcast, um, we're going to talk about how um, we've handled the 4th of July in worship, because that tends to be one of those conversations and questions that that comes up from time to time for pastors. And, and so Zach and I will probably just, just share from our experiences and maybe have some uh, color commentary and all sorts of things. So Zach, how do you handle the 4th of July in worship for your church? Well, it's an interesting, it's an interesting holiday um, because it's, it's one that we celebrate. Uh, and celebrate, you know, big as, as a country. Uh, I don't know that we, you know, maybe this is part of my commentary. I don't know that we celebrate for the same reasons we did maybe 50, hundred years ago. Yeah. Um, now it's a, it's a big birthday. It's a big birthday party, essentially, you know, it's a big, big weekend to blow stuff up and make sure you're cooking on the grill and, uh, doing all the things we do with family and friends and, uh, and, and, and it can also be a good time for community. We do, we do 4th of July for two days uh, here in Shoto and brings a lot of people in, brings a lot of family home. And um, so, you know, there's, there's good things certainly about it. But when it comes to worship um, in, in planning worship, I have, been, uh, I have been in churches in the past where the 4th of July uh, Sunday very much overshadowed anything the church was doing overshadows the gospel overshadows Jesus. Uh, very literally, uh, I served a church, uh, long ago who, if there was a flat service surface in the sanctuary, it had an American flag on it and they went as far as to drape, a like a 20 by 30, uh, whatever the dimensions, a very large, uh, flag in the choir loft, over the stained glass Jesus. And, and for me, there's just something about that. That's, that's not good. Um, you know, my church is now a couple of them. We have, we have the flag up, uh, on the chancel area. That's fine. That doesn't, that doesn't grind my gears. That doesn't bother me. I get that. Uh, but when you go to, to draping flags over, Jesus over stained glass over things like that. I think it it becomes the point where this is more important than why we're here, uh, which Jesus being why we're here. And I, I, I start having a problem with it then when, when the holiday overshadows the gospel and, and, and so we have to be careful when we're planning, we have to be careful when we're doing things, uh, to move out of, to not move out of why we're there worshiping uh god and uh replacing it with idols replacing it with symbols and replacing uh our worship for that day with anything but uh but god and uh there's a fine line that i think there's it's a good good way to i think there's good ways to acknowledge the holiday there's good ways to acknowledge uh patriotism and uh there are very bad and unhealthy ways that that we do that and we have to, I think we have to be self-aware of that. So understand when I say what I'm about to say, understand <laughs> 37 years of resentment towards this holiday. Yes. Um, it is my birthday 
And uh, I have to admit, I do not like it. Um, not in the like anti-American sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like those people that have Christmas on their birthday. 100%. Like, <laughs> so understand, no, I do not have a whole American flag house. I do not. <laughs> I do not expect to have tons of fireworks for me. Um, I'm not that individualistic. Um, I actually, you know, cause it was the other day. Um, I literally laid on the couch and then went and watched Spider-Man and then set my neighborhood as it seemed like a war zone with all the, um, fireworks that were going off legally and illegally, um, and causing some kind of scares for my children. Um, and so for the holiday and worship, I've always struggled with this. Um, not because of those reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, I've struggled with it because, um, one, um, it, it does bring some of those conversations and divides that can, um, miss out on opportunities to talk about what it means to be a follower of Jesus and a member of society. And you can have some really good conversations. And I think those need, um, I think those need to be in one of those sit down things where you're like all together and like, this is why you're here. Um, I don't think this is a time you do it in worship um, because worship is, is worship. It's, it's something we do to honor God. And it's not, um, it's not those times when we just like, we're going to debate this issue right here, right now. Cause it seems to happen in those places. I've been fortunate enough that I've been in pretty um, cool places that have um, not necessarily played those time up because I don't know about you and your context, but I know for me, it seems like no matter when the 4th of July is, it's like a four day holiday, no matter where it is right. in the week. And, you know, um, every so many years I get the, I'm fortunate enough to, if I'm in town, I've preached on it a couple of times and, you know, I've been blessed. I've had congregations really love me and support me because it's my birthday. And so, um, in regards to music and stuff, um, we stick to the hymnal. Um, mm -hmm. I've been real firm on that. Um, because I think that that's something I think that that kind of provides a good medium way. Cause there's some good stuff in the hymnal that you can play Yeah, um, and you can play it as a prelude. Like last week we played, cause that was something our worship design team struggled with. We didn't know when we wanted to celebrate it because right. it's all on like it's on a Thursday. So how do you, does that mean that you started on Sunday or do you mean that it started on this, you know? Um, and I, I aired on the side of let's do it beforehand because it's Holy communion Sunday for us um, on Sunday, this coming Sunday. And so, uh, we had a couple, we had some uh, preludes and postludes that were very patriotic and it was really, they were really well done and it was really nice. And, um, and, and the Sunday in worship where, I mean, we're, it's a communion Sunday. So there's not much room to, you know, within the liturgy to, to right. anything extra in. Um, we may play like a skit guys video or something just to kind of, you know, have some kind of filler, but I, as, you know, we didn't really plan anything out because we wanted to, we were kind of stuck on when to really do it. Sure. Um, but like I said, I've been really blessed that we've had congregations that have respected uh, mm -hmm. being um, an American, uh, but also being a follower of Jesus first. And that, and that was something that was taught to me when I was first being a Christian is that you're follower of Jesus first, then American. And that kind of, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Sure. Um, and so um and then we talk about my whole, you know, my Native American family side and, and how do we handle that? Um, it, it, it's interesting. Um, and, 
you know, you could dissect that and look at that all you want to, but in reality is we, we try to honor it, but we, we don't make it the center focus of worship. And that's been our, like we do that with all of our holidays that are not necessarily holy days, mm-hmm. but just those holidays, you're kind of, you, you need to do a little bit of something. And so we do a little bit of something. It's not, and, and that's been, I've been blessed. That's where it's been everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm pretty sure we have an American flag in the sanctuary, but it's not on stage. So right. I mean that. So. Well, and, and I think that's the thing is, is how, maybe that's the question we're trying to answer um, as pastors, as churches, as whatever, is how do we honor heritage i guess um how do we honor how do we honor these things that that go on in our in our country um and celebrate there how do we honor them in in our spaces of worship but not let those be the focus of worship um in in patriotic holidays just they seem to stick out the most maybe uh uh, or maybe they're the others, right? That that aren't um, aren't Christian holidays, right? That we go ahead and celebrate in worship, but they they get in there, and yeah, we we need to honor those folks. We need to honor these things, but how do we not make them the focus uh, when they don't well, need to be focus? And I think that that's where like having a good, strong foundation of uh, your image of God. Mm-hmm. Um, comes into play, especially in your regards to your image of God of worship. Um, if you're if you're striving to have multiple voices and providing space for people to feel comfortable, you, you, that means that you do provide space for multiple voices, and whether you right. agree or disagree with them. And so that means, like, I would rather compromise and have um, you know certain things go on in worship that are healthy mm-hmm. than trying to deal with things that really, in my mind, don't matter when I know that there are you know, people to start. I mean, I can go down that list of things that are definitely things we really should be having conversation about. And, you know, for me, like I said, for me, it's, it's all dependent on how you, what you are trying to design for what you're saying your worship is speaking of. Are -hmm. you honoring God? Are you honoring other things? And Mm -hmm. I think when you start to look at that and you really kind of, um, you focus on that, I, I think it opens your mind in a different way, but I also think that, um, it can, um, I, I think if you have people that are wanting to have honest conversation about it, mm-hmm. you, you put up a plate, you, you maybe do a Bible study on that, or maybe you do right. you provide a space for that conversation to happen. And you don't just quote what it says in the book of discipline and the book of worship. Right. Um, and you don't like you teach them the why you feel the way that you do mm-hmm. and like have space for them to share and to have that conversation. Cause in order for us to, to genuinely have that conversation for us to like grow, not only as, you know, just as people, I think that we need to start providing more space for that and stop making it just a sense of a statement or a tweet or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, really work doing the work that we need to do to, to bridge some of those differences and say, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe they come to a compromise and say, you know, maybe that's not so important. And that maybe, you know, uh, yeah. Well, and maybe that's the problem we've had with the pulpit for the last forever, right? Is is we've made less space for conversation and more space for, I'm going to say this from here, uh, and not give any room to have have a conversation about it. Whether No matter what topic it is, maybe it's a hot button issue. Uh, maybe it's, it's patriotism. Maybe it is uh, just your own agenda. Um, it's, it's way too easy for pastors to get in the pulpit make statements and then never come out of the pulpit and talk about them there. 
where, where in reality, most of the things that we say that are political or, or edgy or this or that need to have conversations that surround them before and after we say them. Yes. Uh, but, but too many, too many preachers hide behind their pulpit, say the things they say, and then never speak to them ever again. Right. Um, and, and there's not, you know, that's a matter of some accountability. That's a matter of some authenticity. Um, but if you're, if you're going to get up in the pulpit and say anything, uh, you better be willing and able to come out of the pulpit and answer questions uh, to create space for people to understand, for people to disagree with you. And if you're afraid to do that, maybe you should, uh, maybe you should rethink saying those things if you're not willing to have the conversation. Well, and I think that that's a healthy way to, to phrase that out. Maybe instead of like finding yourself in that time, like, I mean, the calendar doesn't change. And right. so maybe like, maybe teach it as a, you know, a Bible study series for a couple of weeks on the right. holy, the holy days versus the, you know, the holy days, sure. uh, holidays versus the holy days. I mean, um, hashtag I'm taking that if, um, somebody steals it from me Uh, i will come after you um and so um you know i I think that that the whole conversation i think is important and vital for our congregations because we refuse to have those conversations yes you should provide some space but don't make it the central focus of worship um and i and and i think that that's where that theology of worship comes into play and we need to be working on that and teaching on that, you know, why do you come to worship? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, we, we definitely have done a really bad job of sharing the why. Yeah. Um, it, and the same can be said for Mother's Day is another big one that we do this on, right? Well, we talked about that. Yeah. We, we talked did. about Mother's yeah. Day and Father's Day. Our Father's yeah. Day one was actually shorter than our Mother's Day. It was. Yeah. Uh, that's a typical trend um (laughs) but that's the thing this isn't the only holiday we do this on and and so not to not to pick on the fourth of july but to pick on it a little bit right um but it's to call us to question of let us be intentional about the way we worship about why we worship and how we can incorporate some of these things in in a healthy way um that that doesn't overshadow the gospel that doesn't overshadow uh, what worship really is, but adds an avenue for people to uh, experience God in these ways. Well, and I think that's a good thing to reflect about. And so we encourage you to do that this week, maybe sit down with your worship teams uh, and start small, start with your worship teams and talk to them about that. Um, or, you know, I mean, find ways to, to be able to do that. And so encourage you to do that. Check out our website at beardedtheologians.com. We've got all sorts of really cool things. Um, just added a new uh, shirt to Zazzle that looks really cool. Um, you know, you might want to check that out. Um, and so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day. Wah, wah, wah.